You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Cardinals for Thursday, October the 21st. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show for just about over a year now, close to a year and a half. Thanks for tuning in today and every day that you tune in and making Locked On Cardinals your first listen of your podcasting day. You can see my Twitter handle on the YouTube page right here at LJ Fastball. If you're not following the show on YouTube or subscribing to the show on YouTube, please do so. Tell your friends and family about it. You can also follow the show on your favorite podcasting platform, whether that is Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Odyssey, whatever it is. Thank you for tuning in on it. Be sure to follow when possible and also leave a rating when possible on iTunes especially as well. And once again, welcome to the show for today. As I mentioned in the open on the YouTube, we're going to be talking about Jordan Walker for the start of today's show as he was named the St. Louis Cardinals Minor League Player of the Year. For the St. Louis Cardinals organization, the Cardinals' number three prospect, according to MajorLeagueBaseball.com. And then in segments two and three, we're talking the NLCS. We're talking the ALCS as the Atlanta Braves take a 3-1 lead over the Los Angeles Dodgers. And the Houston Astros have taken a 3-2 lead over the Boston Red Sox as the NLCS has one more game in L.A. tonight before they shift back to Atlanta, possibly. And then the Boston Red Sox and Houston Astros series shifts back to Houston for the final two games of that series. Houston needing just one win and Boston needing two to advance. We're breaking it all down, given my perspective on all these playoff games coming up here in just a little bit. But let's go ahead and start by getting into... Jordan Walker. Jordan Walker, for those of you who don't know, was the Cardinals' top draft choice in the 2020 draft, 19 years old, 21st pick in the first round. Um, he, he, he's, he's been phenomenal in, in his two minor league stops. But before, I mean, even in his last season of high school baseball in just 16 games before it was shortened due to, due to the pandemic, he had 457, four home runs, and a 1.555 OPS. Again, just 16 games. Signed for a $2.9 million signing bonus. He's a third baseman. He can also play a little bit of first if needed. But th- th- this guy seems to be the real deal. Only 19 years old. MLB doesn't have him. MLB.com doesn't have his ETA until a little bit closer to 2024. So still might be just a little while before we see Jordan Walker in a St. Louis Cardinal uniform. But as a minor leaguer, he is doing everything right. Across his two minor league stops, uh, he started in Palm Beach, which is a a ball, single A ball, 27 games, 99 played appearance, or at bats, excuse me. He hit 374, excuse me, 99 at bats, as I mentioned, 475 on base, 687 slugging. Had 11 doubles, 6 home runs, 21 runs driven in in just those 27 games. So it was clear he was ready for a bigger and better competition. So he was promoted to Peoria. He played 55 games in Peoria this season, had a 292 batting average, 344 on base, 487 slugging percentage. Again, in 55 games, had eight home runs, 27 RBI, hit 14 doubles and three triples. So a very successful first year in professional baseball, especially for somebody as young as he is. This is not a 22, 23-year-old coming out of college or 21, 22-year-old coming out of college and having this kind of success. This is a 19-year-old, younger than I am, and I'm 21, younger than I am having an extreme amount of success at the minor league level. Now, because of the Cardinals' current situation with Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, it's likely, like as I mentioned, that Jordan Walker won't have a shot at the Major League roster, and he still has to go through, uh, you know, Double A AA and Triple A. He might even start off next season still in Peoria. 
who knows? But even if he does start off in not Peoria, it will most likely be in Springfield with the double A um, double A team down there in, in Springfield. So he still has some, some steps to go through. But the, the path seems to be long because there's no reason to rush him. There's no reason to rush Jordan Walker for for a number of reasons. First and foremost, the Cardinals have first and third base occupied by two of the game's best first and third basemen, Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, in case you haven't been paying attention or in case you just stumbled upon this podcast. Nolan Arenado is one of the top five third basemen in the league, and Paul Goldschmidt is one of the top five first basemen in the league, and they both had um, great to phenomenal seasons in 2021. So there's no rush. It's not like the Cardinals need a third baseman or first baseman in the near future. But it is nice to know that once Nolan Arnauto maybe gets a little older, has to DH, or once Paul Goldschmidt starts to have to DH, assuming the DH is coming to the National League, which I do think that it is, the Cardinals seem to have a very solid option in the six foot five Jordan Walker. He is somebody that, that, that the Cardinals took a chance on. The Cardinals haven't really been keen on drafting too many high school players in the past. He had committed to Duke before signing that $2.9 million signing bonus when the Cardinals drafted him. So it was something that Jordan Walker obviously felt strong about, that he felt strong that, A, number one, he could make a lot of money uh, doing this move rather than going to college, and he did that by making that $2.9 million signing bonus. And he also felt that maybe he could, you know, he didn't want to hurt his draft stock over the next couple of years. But if he was putting up numbers like this at Duke, then I think he would have done nothing but improve his draft stock. But nevertheless, Cardinals are more than happy to have him on their roster. And Jordan Walker is the type of player that, that could change a team. I've talked to Arm Layton about Jordan Walker in the past before he's very high on Jordan Walker as a player. Thinks that he can be, be very um, very successful. Uh, according to an article by, by Derek Gould in Baseball America, he writes, quote, um, the Cardinals believe his feel at the plate prepares him for pitching at higher levels. He controlled power at pl- he control, his controlled power played at high A Peoria in his full season debut as he slugged 649 in September. Um, Gould goes on to say that Walker was one of the youngest players in both leagues he played for, and that trend will continue going into 2022 as the Cardinals measure Walker for a rise to A Springfield. And um, quote, and he goes on to say that's the same place where Oscar Tavares, Nolan Gorman, and Dylan Carlson ascended from prospect to the threshold of the majors. So Walker seems to be on that similar track as those former players uh, that Gould just mentioned. <coughs> Excuse me, pardon me. Um, and Jordan Walker, like I mentioned, seems to be everything as advertised so far to start his professional career. Um, if you go to that Baseball America article, Derek um, Gold uh, says that the six foot frame compares him to Chris Bryant, and Cody Bellinger, and both of them have had pretty solid careers, especially Bryant World Series, Bellinger World Series, Bryant MVP, Bellinger MVP. MVP favorite. Both of them have won plenty of awards and have had fine seasons, fine careers to this point. Bellinger obviously with a really bad 2021. That aside, if you're getting comps to Cody Bellinger at Cody Bellinger's best, that's a pretty good comp. So Jordan Walker seems to be making the adjustment well. Because that, that, that to me was the biggest thing I was looking for going from high school baseball, which is what Jordan Walker was playing in 2019 and 2020, that's that school year, going to the professionals. It was reported that he had done nothing but impressed in camp or in, in the in the alternate site, I should say, the last year in 2020 when, when the you had the alternate site rather than the minor leagues. No stats or no video or anything of that nature. But it was reported that Jordan Walker was successful there. And now we are seeing the numbers. We're seeing the video. We're seeing the results on paper and in, in the scorebook as to how successful Jordan Walker can be. Again, this kid is 19 years old. 
19. That that is not very old. It doesn't turn 20 until next May. May the 22nd, 2022 is whenever he'll turn 20. So he still got he won't next season will still be his age 19 season. Pretty pretty unfathomable to think about when you think of how good this kid has been. And I think this is the one case where I can say that kid because he's a couple years younger than I am. Jordan Walker seems to be on a trajectory to replace Nolan Arenado when Nolan Arenado, like I mentioned, either weans out and plays part-time or has to go to the DH or, you know, maybe in, not this coming year, but in two years or three years when Nolan Arenado happens to get hurt, knock on wood, you have Jordan Walker there as a replacement. Or... Let's, let's say the Cardinals sign a one-year short-term DH option or two-year short-term DH option like a Kyle Schwarber. Then you have Jordan Walker coming in in two to three years to fulfill the DH role because the bat will play, especially when you have a DH coming to the National League. And as I mentioned before, as I have mentioned before and will continue to mention, that DH is coming to the National League. Uh, all signs point to that. So Jordan Walker, the 2021 Minor League Player of the Year for the St. Louis Cardinals and you know, he, he, he's somebody that, that has exponentially increased his stock. He's just the third overall prospect in the Cardinal system, um, as I mentioned. So he, you know, there, there are two prospects, quote-unquote, better than him. But Jordan Walker had an exceptional year winning this award, the Minor League Player of the Year award for the St. Louis Cardinals. And his trajectory, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see me do this, is going up, up, and away. So congratulations to Jordan Walker. Looking forward to seeing his development over the next couple of seasons as he looks to crack the uh, AA roster next season. And I'll be interested to see if if we get to see him in any spring training action next season uh, because that would be beneficial, in my opinion, to to see him live on on the field and to get some spring training reps there as well. So that's going to do it for segment number one. Segment number two, we're going to be talking about the NLCS as the Braves and Dodgers play tonight. I have some reaction to the Braves and Dodgers. Eddie Rosario was on another level last night. So we'll be talking about the postseason series coming up here in segments two and three. But first, I I want to tell you guys about Rock Auto. That is um, one of the sponsors for today's show. Because with the ever-increasing prices, um, numbers of makes and models of car parts, it's almost impossible for your chain auto parts store to stock all the parts your car is going to need. Why would you wait while the person behind the counter looks up at their computer on their database, searching for only the parts they happen to have? You have access to Rock Auto at home in your computer or on the go in your mobile device, so save time and money when using rockauto.com. These prices are always reliably low, whether you're a do-it-yourselfer, a full-timer, just trying to get into it. Prices are always reliably low. Rockauto.com is a family business doing it right for over 20 years. They have everything you could possibly need, whether you need a brake part, a tail lamp, motor oil, new carpet. They've got it, so go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on in their How Did You Hear About This box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com The Atlanta Braves are one win away from the World Series. We also said that last year in a 3-1 lead. And we all know how that went. The Dodgers came roaring back for a series win and ended up winning the World Series as a whole after forcing uh, Game 7 after being down 3-1. A little bit different this year. The Cardinals, or the, uh, the Cardinals, the Braves and Dodgers are playing in Los Angeles and playing in Atlanta rather than playing in Texas like they were last season. 
So it's it, it's it's a true it's a truer I should say home field advantage for the team playing at home. So maybe that that spins towards the Dodgers tonight in Game Five, but then in Game Six and Seven, if they were to happen, would spin maybe a little bit more towards the Braves. On paper, this shouldn't be really that close of a series. Just to be frank, let's think about this: the Braves lost Acuna Jr. Yes, I understand they made good moves. I'll talk about that in a moment. The Braves lost to Cunha Jr. The Braves are the only team in this postseason to not win 90 games. On paper, this shouldn't be a series. The Braves snuck by the Brewers. The Brewers decided not to hit that entire series. So you could say that they quote-unquote lucked out. However, they're proving that it wasn't just luck. They're proving that they're able to play without Acuna Jr. because they made those moves in the season to get a Jock Peterson, to get an Eddie Rosario, who had a monster game yesterday, to get an Adam Duvall. They are able to, to scrap up some parts to replace Robert Acuna Jr. And now they're playing, obviously, at an extremely high level behind Brian Snicker, the manager of the Atlanta Braves. Braves have had a lot of postseason heartbreak over the last number of seasons. They, they had a lot of success in the 90s. And now that they're trying to re- recreate that success here as we start the, the 20 decade of the, of the 2020s in 2021, one went away from the postseason last year. And now they're a win away or from the World Series. Now they're a win away from the World Series this season. This offense is one to contend with. This Jock Peterson, I'm not going to say what he calls himself, but if you are wondering, he calls himself, he's very highly, thinks highly of himself. I'm not going to say that word here, but um, he, he's had a tremendous postseason. Austin Riley has had a tremendous postseason, helping walk off and tie games in games one and two, providing a lot of big moments. And Eddie Rosario had himself a day yesterday as the Braves did indeed down the Dodgers in Game 4 in what was a bullpen game for Atlanta that seemed to be at the beginning an advantage towards the, or before the game, I guess, but an advantage for the Dodgers. The Braves turned it into an advantage for themselves as the Braves, as I mentioned, win 9-2. to Drew Smiley got the win. Luis Urias picked up the loss. And the, the, the Braves just flat out outplayed the Dodgers. Four-run ninth inning made, made the final score a little bit bloated as it was just 5-2 to two going into that, that inning. But Eddie Rosario, let, let's take a look at Eddie Rosario's day. He was 4-for-5, scored three runs, four runs driven in, had a home run mixed in there, the three-run shot in the ninth. It was, it was a sight to see from Eddie Rosario. He had a home run in the second. It was a two-home run day um, for Eddie Rosario sprinting towards the MVP of this series. He's had a very fine series, but you, you had every outfielder that I mentioned that replaced Acuna, that the Braves got to replace Acuna, produced. Eddie Rosario, two home runs. Adam Duvall had a home run. Jock Peterson had an RBI single in the third, and Jock Peterson has produced a ton this postseason, both both in the division series and now in the championship series, pulling home runs, just absolutely yanking them to deep right field. And then it has a pull swing if I've ever seen one, but it works. And from the pitching perspective, Atlanta Braves, I don't think we're, we're contending to, or I don't think they were expected to have as much success. Jesse Chavez won a scoreless inning. Drew Smiley pitched three and a third. As I mentioned, he got the win, gave up the two earned runs. Martin, two thirds of an inning. Minter, Matzek, and Will Smith Closed out the game, Inter with, with, with two innings, Maztec with one, and Will Smith was one. We got to see another Will Smith v. Will Smith matchup as the pitcher for the Braves faced off against the catcher for the Dodgers, and Will Smith of the Braves won this one as well. The, the, the Braves are just outplaying the Dodgers, and I was listening to Sirius XM Radio, and I, I forget what, what show I was listening to at the time, but they're bringing up the point, I, I agree with this point, that maybe the Dodgers are just out of gas, because think of it this way. The Dodgers played 162, as everybody did, 
But they didn't have to play as hard 162. They could have settled for the wild card. But they went down to the very last day to try and win the division. And they did not because the Giants were just that good. In the wild card game against the St. Louis Cardinals, the Dodgers went to the very final at bat, had to scrap and claw in that game to get a win, ended up on a walk-off victory, but did not win until the final at bat. And then in the National League Division Series against the rival San Francisco Giants, they go all five games, every game close, every game back and forth for the most part. And it was a battle to almost the very, very end as you had to bring in Max Scherzer to finish out the game. And now the, the Braves come in and beat, beat the Dodgers two times in the first two games, and all of a sudden the Braves have their back against the wall after likely already being very low on fumes and very low on gas and very low on energy. So maybe that's just what we're saying, and not to take any credit away from the Braves. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say the Braves are only winning this because the Dodgers are out of gas, the Dodgers are tired. The Braves have a good baseball team. I think that they were very similar to the Cardinals in the fact that they just underperformed during parts of the season, and now we're seeing the Braves perform at a level to where they're supposed to. This is a very, very solid team going for the for the. Atlanta Braves. There's, there's no question about that. And tonight, uh, in Game Six or Game Five, excuse me, they, they turned to Max Fried, one and zero in the postseason with a 1.5 ERA, has 14 punchouts in this postseason. Um, two starts, two, 12 innings pitched, 14 punchouts. They can look at, at the game logs in, in those two starts this season against Milwaukee, six innings of shutout baseball, and then against the Dodgers earlier this series, six innings, two earned runs, five punchouts. So the Dodgers are going to have to try and beat Max Fried and try and make adjustments. Baseball is constantly a game of adjustments. But Max Fried, in my opinion, gives the Dodgers a very good chance, or gives the Braves, rather, a very good chance to beat the Los Angeles Dodgers and advance to the World Series. Because if, if I'm the Braves, th- that's who I'm picking to, to start a game in a, in, a scenario, in a scenario where I get to pick the starter. Max Fried is my starter in a clinching game, and that's exactly what this is, a clinching game. Dodgers have yet to announce their starter yet, um, but it's a winner-go-home game, so likely it's going to be one of their top guys. Um, Walker Buehler, possibly. Or, yeah, I find it hard to believe that they're going to go to a bullpen game. Could be wrong, uh, but Luis Urias got the start yesterday, so he'll obviously out for today. Um, but I think that the Braves, if I had to make a prediction on this series, I say the Braves win tonight, somehow upset the Dodgers, and, and go to the World Series. I, that, that, that's my that's my prediction. You can call it a bold prediction. You can call it an easy prediction. Call it what you want. I'm saying the, the Braves have everything in their favor right now to win this series. And it would be huge if Atlanta, as a sports sports team, just in general, not just baseball, would, would not blow a lead. I think that would be beneficial to the hearts and minds and souls of all Atlanta fans everywhere. So I think Atlanta is able to hold this lead. I predict they win tonight. Um, but even if they don't, I still think the Braves find a way to win this series, even if the Dodgers do find a way to force the game six on Saturday. I, I think that the, the Braves just have everything lined up correctly for them, and I think that they take the series uh, in in five games. And also, again, it, it ended up working out for the Cardinals because their outfield was very, very good. But I just want to point out the fact that in the offseason, for those of you who haven't been listening that long, in the offseason, I talked about signing in a, a Rosario. I talked about signing a Jock Peterson or trading for a Rosario. Um, I talked about that in the offseason because I thought that they could have been helpful at the time. I thought maybe you platoon Rosario and Peterson, Rosario, Rosario or Peterson and O'Neal. You you platoon them in, in left field versus lefties or righties. Ended up not mattering. Don't get me wrong. But I just want to point out the fact that 
the fact that Rosario and Peterson are producing should be no real shock to Cardinal fans because we should have been paying attention to them in the offseason. So that's my NLCS update. I, I, I just find it hard to believe where the Dodgers find a way to come back and win this thing. But they did it last year being down 3-1, so they could do it again. Uh, I just my, my prediction is the Braves. Who will they play in the World Series? Who will be the American League representative? The Houston Astros are in full control and are in the driver's seat in the American League Championship Series. Got to take one quick break before we get to the Astros and Red Sox breakdown. Talk about that in just a moment. But first, betonline.ag is back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of basketball season. And as football season continues to roll, they have more props, odds, and lines than ever before on all sports. BetOnline is your number one spot for all your basketball and football action this season. So be sure to head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. And if you sign up today and enter the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit for signing up with that promo code. So if you deposit 50 bucks, enter the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get an extra 25 bucks added on. That's just free money to gamble and win some more money. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage for all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season at Bet Online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and bet online is where the game starts. Game six is coming up tomorrow between Boston and Houston. We've got to talk about game five. First of all, as the Astros put up a five spot in the sixth and holy cow, did Framber Valdez impress yesterday against the Boston Red Sox? That two-pitch mix of the two-seam curveball was deadly. Uh, he, he was just ex- extremely solid after coming off a really bad start in Game 1 when he went just two, two, thir- two and two-thirds of an inning, or in, in his first start, I should say. In Game 5, he was a different pitcher. Eight innings, an earned run, three hits, hit a batter, walked a man, struck out five. Red Sox were just all sorts of off-balance that, that lefty combination was, was fun to watch. He, he was just, just dominant. And then lefty on the other side, Chris Sale, was fun to watch for five innings. He had a very good first five innings, made that one mistake to Jordan Alvarez to hit the home run in the second inning. But other than that, for the first five innings, the Red Sox were, were cruising with Chris Sale on the mound. And then you, you get to that six, and then you, you wonder, did Alex Cora leave Chris Sale in too long? Because you have a leadoff walk. You have Michael Brantley reaching on an air. Um, then you have Kyle, Alex Brebin gets a ground out. So that's great. Uh, but then you have the Jordan Alvarez double. You have a mound visit to ch- take him out. Did you take out Chris Sale a batter or two too late? That's a discussion for Locked On Red Sox to have and Locked On Astros to have to more of a detailed hindsight. You know, if you're judging by the results, which is what managers usually get judged off of these days, yes, he was taken out too late. He was taken out far too late, and he, sh- he should have been replaced sooner um, as to, to to avoid the, the five-run inning. No no question about it. But hindsight's twenty twenty. I think that sale what was very good and I think that it's a good sign for the Red Sox if they were to advance to the World Series if the Red Sox find a way to win the next two games in Houston it's a good sign to say that okay maybe maybe Chris Sale's back maybe maybe Chris Sale's found himself a little bit and he's a little bit more reliable than he was early on and if you're the Red Sox just like as the Braves the Red Sox have the right guy going 
for, for the Braves' perspective, they have the right guy going to advance. The Red Sox have the right guy going to stave off elimination and to move on in Nathan Avaldi. Yes, Nathan Avaldi struggled in the ninth inning of Game 4. I understand that. But Nathan Evaldi has had a very solid postseason overall. He had a very good start earlier in the National League or in the wildcard game, excuse me. So he has solid postseason success here in 2021. Um, and in his other start against Houston this series, it was solid. It wasn't great, but it was solid. Five and a third, three innings, or five and a third innings, three runs, five hits, three strikeouts. Had a very good start against Tampa Bay in the division series, and as I mentioned, a very good start against the Yankees in the wild card. So yes, he's on a bit of a downward trend, and that ninth inning to bring him in in Game Five might have backfired a little bit as he Game Four, excuse me, gave up a couple runs and wasn't able to get out of the inning. But now you have him a little bit more rested, but hopefully he's been able to clear his mind. He can get back into the starter's routine because a starter and a reliever are two very different animals. And they're two very different animals in the postseason, especially when you're trying to have a starter be a reliever who they've been starting the entire season, not October. Then you put them in October. That's already a different monster. And then you throw in the fact that, okay, you're relieving now instead of starting. That's difficult. I understand you got to go with your best arm at the time that you feel like. And if Alex Cora felt that um, Anthony Valdi was his best arm, then great, go with it, like I mentioned on yesterday's show. But now, like I said, it backfired a little bit on him, and now, now that, that game was lost, lost the next game, unable to win two out of three at home, and now the Houston Astros are in full control of this series. And I think that even with Nathan Evaldi on the mound in game five, game six, excuse me, I find it really hard to believe that the Astros are going to lose two games at home to the Red Sox. The Red Sox are very good. The Astros lost two games at home to the Washington Nationals in 2019. It's not impossible. I can see it happening. I think this series, I can see both things happening. The Braves and Dodgers series, I think, is pretty well wrapped up, in my opinion, based on the 3-1 lead and how the games have been played. But this series, I think, is still a little, still very intriguing. So for this series, I'm predicting that the Astros win in seven. I think the Red Sox win tomorrow. I think the, the Astros will win in seven. Uh, it, it's been a great series. It's been a great entertaining series. I know not a lot of people might have liked this series going into it. You could argue that these are two of the hated, most hated teams in baseball in the American League side. I understand that. But it's been entertaining. It's been a good series. Lots of stuff to talk about. But I do think the Astros find a way to go back to the World Series. And I think Astros-Dodgers would be entertaining and Astros-Braves because either way you've got m- both sides of the country or you know a coast and then the center side of the country involved in, in watching baseball. So I think that that's a good thing either way just in terms of a growing the game standpoint. So, But I do think that the Braves will win tonight, and the Astros will win in seven. That's my prediction as we stand right now. That's going to do it on today's show. Tomorrow we'll be talking a little bit more about managers. Hopefully, we'll have some. some maybe we'll have some news there. I doubt it, but we'll talking a little bit more about managers for the Cardinals. Get into some some specifics. And I know I mentioned on yesterday's show we're going to bring in the MLB Insider clip. They didn't do one last night, so I'm assuming they'll do one tonight, especially if the Braves do clinch. So if that happens, we'll bring them on the show and break that clip down and talk talk about what they have to say as well for uh, Daniela Bruce and most likely Gordon Beckham. So that's going to do it for today's episode. Be sure to follow on Twitter at LJ Fastball. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals. That's also the Instagram handle. Email the show anytime at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. And be sure to follow the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform or on YouTube. And be sure to hit that bell to be notified when the next video goes live. So thanks for listening to Thursday's episode of Locked on Cardinals. And until I talk to you guys tomorrow, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.